welcome to the way of the womb podcast my name is beck i'm your host and i'm a trauma-informed holistic birthing doula womb worker and earth lover i am here to support you and all womb owners whether that's through your monthly cycles and navigating the everyday or whether that's to support your journey through the rite of passage of pregnancy and birth my passion is to support souls to come home to themselves so you can connect back to your innate power, your intuition and the wisdom of your body so you can feel empowered and live your truth. On this platform, we will be discussing periods, pregnancy, plant medicine, birth, trauma, mental health, spirituality, earth to body connection and everything in between. This is a place for conscious souls to gather so that together we can heal, thrive and live authentically, unapologetically as ourselves. This is the Way of the Womb podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Way of the Womb podcast. I am happy and excited to present <laughs> drum roll <laughs> um Claire from Malama Mama who is a beautiful doula who we don't live too far away from each other actually do we Claire like what part we're so close there? 20 Somerset. minutes yeah Somerset 20 minutes down the road yeah <laughs> so um yeah Claire thank you so much for coming on it's so nice for you to be here thank you for having me it's I feel honoured Thank you. My first ever podcast, by the way. Yes, it's exciting. Well, welcome and thank you. Um, and yeah, let's just delve straight in. So me and Claire have, when did we connect? We connected like last year at some point. No, yeah, it, I mean, I, it was when um, you, yeah, you found me on Duty UK and then we had a little phone call, didn't we? Oh, didn't we? So that's like two years ago now. Yeah. Because I, I did my continuum doula course in the October believe it or not I was meant to do it in the March and then I'm not even going to mention what was going on still at that point but um it didn't happen which so must not be named <laughs> so it got pushed back and then um yeah I I sent you a phone call didn't I I was trying to just connect out with other people in the area other doulas and kind of get my feelers out a little bit and then, um, so we were connected, but then we had that lovely moment where we met at Glastonbury Festival. Yeah, this year, oh my God. This year. It was so good. It was so nice to finally say hello. And it felt, just felt like home, didn't it? Saying hello to each other. It was beautiful. And actually thinking back to our first conversation, we actually spoke about money and about charging and Always. our prices and stuff. And that's something, yeah, that we've spoken about quite a lot. So that's something yeah. that we are going to speak to today because I feel like there is so, there's such a story in and around mm. the doula world and the birth world that we are not meant to charge for our services mm-hmm. or we're meant to charge low prices for our services. Um, and our supporting of women and families and that if you don't and if you charge more then you know it's almost like there's a this I mean how money's such a taboo thing anyway in our culture as we've just been saying before we started recording 
but there's like this shame around it but also by mm. other birth workers that oh well how can she be charging that much people can't afford that and you know yeah it's so interesting that it obviously it changes area to area yeah but it's so rife that we as doulas or birth workers are not allowed in quotations to charge what we mm. believe our work is worth absolutely and let's let's identify okay that there's just like with anything there's people that sit within different affordability brackets um my my biggest concern well there's a few actually <laughs> there's a few issues i have with not charging what i feel is a re like a kind of respectable amount for the work that we do and this falls across all different kind of birth working categories what we do we're a very specialist offering mm -hmm. for parents as they're kind of stepping into this journey. And let's not underestimate what we do when we go in there and we support these families. Um, but if we're not charging our value, and that can be different for everybody, it can be very dependent upon the type of client that we take on. Um, but if we're not charging, the value that we feel is right for us and for the work that we're doing then I have this concern that we're actually undervaluing the other doulas the other birth workers that are working in our area as well we're undervaluing the service that we're offering and we all know in what we're doing that it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot on our shoulders yeah to do prenatal sessions so obviously everyone has different packages and different doulas and birth workers work differently. But say you're having six antenatal sessions or prenatal sessions, you then go on call every day, which means you have to stay within however many miles or parameters of your house and your car so that you can be ready to go, have your phone on you 24 hours a day. And, um, you know, be ready to drop anything, whether that's birthday parties or sleep or appointments whatever it is to then attend a birth where you might be there for two or three days to then mm -hmm. spend time making food and you know driving to their house and spending time with them for days and hours at a time afterwards so then only be charging like three four hundred pounds mm. which some doulas do work for and this isn't against like bashing anyone like I've worked for that of I've done course. And I will yeah. always attend births for free as well. Absolutely. But to do that for every single birth is not feasible. It's not sustainable. And actually we end up burning out, not being able to pay our own bills and mm. therefore not being able to support as many women as we want to. And also is that I feel like there's an element of when you invest, I always remember learning this from a coach that I worked with, when you invest more, you show up more and yeah. you value that that offering more than if you get it for free. Now, not all the time, of course, it will change. But, you know, if you've paid 10 grand for something, you're not going to be like, oh, God, I missed that call this morning. Oh, well. But if you've paid yeah. 100, 200 quid, you might be like, when was that call? Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember where that was. It's like this energy is not there. And I know mm -hmm. it's different coaching to birthing. But there's also this element of 
how much how deep are you willing to go in the preparation for your birth work as well and for some yeah. reason I feel like there's a money element that comes into that to some extent absolutely I feel that as well yeah I had that with a coach that I worked with she sat me down she was she was really frank with me she was amazing and she said how much would you pay for a physio how much would you pay for a therapist how much would you pay for an osteopath how much would you pay for a haircut even yeah and actually she made a really valid point okay and I I always say this to people and I love it because I've definitely stepped into this more now the more I work the more I recognize that I will find my people and my people will find me always I now know who my people are but I don't need to go out and desperately search for them there's just this way in the universe of them finding me when I need them to find me and me finding them when I need to find them and it's lovely but she said to me when people want to work with you they will pay for your services because they will appreciate what you're bringing to the table and they will value that yeah. They're paying for you. And in this work, they are paying for you. Yeah. Yes, there's a service that's included in that, but you are that service. Mm-hmm. It's a very intimate and very sensitive time yeah. for parents at this point where they're in, you know, inviting a new being into the world. And it's all very scary and overwhelming, and it can be all consuming. And they're going to, they're going to pay for the person that they feel most comfortable being there with and they will value that and appreciate that absolutely yeah and I love that because I feel that there's definitely I mean I know I've been in it myself and sometimes do still slip into it oh well maybe if my prices were lower I'd get more people I'd be supporting more birth I want to be in the birth room I love it <laughs> I want to be yeah. supporting mothers and families because I love it. it's my soul's calling and there's this kind of scarcity mindset of, well, if I charge less, then I will get more people in. Therefore, I will make more money and do more of what I love. And that might be true on a level. But then also, if you're charging less, then the people that, you're, that are coming in to work with you may not be the people that you feel fully aligned with because you're not actually truly aligned with that price Absolutely. that you're selling. Yeah. There's definitely an element of, you know, people, and when I say people, me included, I don't know about yourself, um, of this kind of, oh, well, I'm getting something out of that. You know, if I pay 40 or 50 pounds and get my hair cut, I can tangibly see something and have a physical thing, or I'll go and spend, you know, 500 pounds on a laptop because I can tangibly see that. Yeah, Whereas when definitely. we talk about that in therapy or prenatal sessions, we haven't got anything tangible we can see and hold and physically touch. Therefore, it feels like it doesn't hold as much value, but actually it holds so much fucking yeah. Value. And it's such oh, a it, cultural thing we have around it. It's fast, isn't it? And, you know, something else I say, so much. <laughs> and maybe you get this more. I mean, I have a lot of, second or third time parents come into me they may have had previous trauma they may have previously had a negative experience that they want to try and avoid in the future um and so they know right 
I don't get an awful lot of first time clients, first time parents. And I think it's, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're stepping into. You don't know what you potentially may be faced with. And sadly, and it is sad because, hey, let's face it, this is why all of us do this work. I don't care what you say. And there may be other little nuances that you're doing this work for. But a lot of it can come from we know and we can't go off on a tangent here. We know parts of the system are very, very broken. Yeah, we know. <laughs> We're going to see my face now. now. Could see, yeah, <laughs> they could see our faces. And that's all I'll say on that, okay? But we know that when you're stepping into that, it's a minefield. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what you're looking out for, or you're not aware of those very subtle little conversations or those subtle little points where people are expecting you to comply with a system or a procedure, but you've got someone there that can go, hang on, I'm waving a little red flag for you here. Yeah. Let's, have, let's stop, let's pause, let's have a little think about this, let's chat together. Mm-hmm. But you know, when we go back to, to the value, this kind of ties in, when we go back to the value of what we do as work, and you were saying, you know, that's stopping birthday parties, that's only traveling so many miles, that's having your phone on and you going at the drop of a hat. It's also the emotional impact that can have on you. Of course, yeah. I was with, I was with a mother the other day who's having real difficulty with their breastfeeding journey. Mm. I sat with her for four hours and she spoke through everything. And it became very clear very quickly this was far more than just a breastfeeding visit. Yeah. And that's okay because... Mm. As a doula, you are always prepared for things not to take the course you expect them to, or, you know, everything isn't going to follow a a tick sheet because that's not how physiology works. It's not how our mentality works. Um, But I sat there and I took all of this on and I came away and, you know, I needed a couple of hours to myself then. Yeah, to land. It's a lot to hold, yeah. And I only had a couple hours before I needed to go and pick my little girl up from school. Yeah. And I forget sometimes, actually, that has a huge impact on my day and how I'm seeing the world. Like, I'm still thinking about that now. I'm five days on from that visit. Yeah. And I'm still thinking about that, and I'm going, could I have done something else? Is there something more I can offer there? I'm going to go and check back in with her. We're going to have a few more visits. Um, It just doesn't stop at that point. And you say like, you know, you're six antenatals, you're on call. You're still there remotely. That's what we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those those clients that, and I'm going to say this rather than do it with my hands because people can't see us. Those in inverted commas that go over their due date are overdue. We know we, those little words we love lovely language they need a lot of emotional support when that induction pressure comes absolutely or when you know pressure just from family has baby arrived yet you know they need that additional support that's a lot of emotional drain and then the adrenal fatigue after you've attended a birth that may have lasted 24 36 48 hours and some yeah absolutely (laughs) 
it would be fun, wouldn't it, to sit down and actually break it down to an hourly rate after every job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that anyone does that because they might have the shock of their lives. <laughs> That's the thing, like, you know, we do it because we love it and we get to be paid for work and for doing mm. what souls calling and for doing what we love and for supporting mothers because it is so valuable and you know if we actually did break it down to <laughs> the hourly it. it'd be worth its weight in gold and it really is it's like that quote isn't it if um if doulas were a drug it would be unethical not to use them and I yes can't remember who who said that but I'm like yes that is so true I've got it on my website. I've got it quoted on there, but I can't remember for the life of me who it was now. No, I think it was um, a male obstetrician, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I think you're right. Which I, <laughs> which I, which I love as well. Yeah, no, but I love that's why because they're a rare find. <laughs> so and it's, yeah, you know, I always think back to. I feel really passionately about. You know, remembering the ancient ways of birth work and how we mm. would have gathered in community and you know at some point you absolutely wouldn't have paid for no. you surrounded by sisters and your neighbors and cousins and mothers and grandmothers and elders and everyone in the village would come yeah back. and they would sit around in the birth space and it would just be like going around someone's house for dinner it was normal as was death it was yeah. just thing another day another thing that we experienced and you know when we as much as that's so beautiful and we can romanticize that and think about how beautiful it was and you know I'm sure it was not that I've had the experience unfortunately but you know mm. it's in my blood and bones it's in all of our blood and bones and our ancestors experienced that way of living and they lived in a very communal space where it was an exchange of okay well this person's going to help me do this and then they're going to bake me the bread and then we're going to take it to this woman's house and then she's going to have a baby and it was all this community living and we just don't live like that anymore no and, you know we can still have elements of that village and that community but in order for us all to experience and have access to that which we all deserve to we need to look after ourselves first and yes. fill our own cups first, like that classic saying, isn't it? Fill your own cup yeah. first. Yeah. And, you know, that comes with feeling safe and paying your bills and being able to, you know, nourish yourself so you can go and hold and nourish others. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's really beautiful that a lot of doulas do a sliding scale option or a lot of doulas don't do a sliding scale option, but say, this is my price. And I then go to one birth a year for yeah. free and support someone that really needs it. But the only way I can do that is if I've charged more for the rest of the birth. And it's not a case of picking and choosing who you believe can pay more or less. But yeah, just being strong in your own boundaries and going, what do I need first? Yeah. What do I need first for me? And then how can I then, you know, have it accessible but then that's subjective isn't it what's accessible to others might not be accessible to anyone else so it's getting comfortable with a number that you feel is comfortable that you feel is gonna create safety and support for you and fucking holding that and being yes. like oh this is what I'm charging because you know there's a sense as charge your worth but 
a lot of us experience a lot of unworthiness and yes. believe our worth is a lot lower than what it truly is. So actually, I have this conversation with my husband all the time. It drives me batty. <laughs> so it's like getting a number that you feel you can fully get behind, isn't it? And mm. believe in it. And then if you need to, break down the value of what you offer. It doesn't have to be yeah. hourly, but, you know, potentially break it down hourly and see how much it is in comparison to what you're actually going to charge because the likelihood is that it will be grand's different because I know my, yeah. my packages when yeah. I've worked out and you know there's payment plans option payment plan options that you can do as well and yeah so I just wanted to speak to that in cases any doulas or birth workers that are listening that are in that story and mindset of I can't make money as a birth worker yeah so a lot of the time we hear this story well when you're first trained as a birth worker you work for free until you and then you can increase your prices and then you can try you're still doing exactly and I've always had this school of thought anyway Mm. I was a retail manager before I became a doula Mm. (laughs) and what did it matter if I had a 16 year old on a Sunday working in my store or 40 year old mum who was working part-time midweek in my store. They were all putting the clothes out the same way. They were all working the till the same way. They were all hoovering the shop floor in the same way. Yet for some reason, the 16 was getting paid less for it. They still had all the same experience. They were still both fantastic with people and doing the jobs that they needed to do to get the shop to tick over through the day. But yet somehow they were less qualified to be paid the same amount. And that's just absurd to me. And it's the same, I believe, in this world that we're in. Please don't get me wrong. Every single job I do, I'm exposed to new experiences. And I'm... And I learn something new and I take something else away from it. And wow, what an incredible place for us to be. How lucky are we to be in this job? Absolutely. But we're still worthy of of that cost. And, and, And what we choose, like you say, what we choose sits right with us. Absolutely whether we've attended two births or whether we've attended 50 or 60. Exactly. Because our job isn't to be the professional. That's not our role. It's our role isn't save or intervene or... Exactly. Something. And that's, that's a massive thing. I remember when I was a new doula being like, well, I haven't got a baby. I've never been pregnant. I've never given birth, never attended a birth. Who the fuck's going to hire me? Mm. Why would someone hire me? And actually, when I then look back at my life and be like, well, I may not have attended the birth. How many times in my life have I held space for someone? Absolutely. In whatever unfolding that was, it's been a lot. So actually, I'm more than qualified to hold that space. And if anyone's expecting me to come in that space and do more than hold it, then that's a red flag for me. 
Yeah. That's why I know on the, I'm not bashing Dooley UK, but on the Dooley UK website, really interestingly, it says um, for mums or families looking at hiring a doula, it has like um, five or six questions of questions to ask your doula. And one of them is, yeah. how if you attended? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, it's relevant. But why is it relevant? And for what yeah. reason are we encouraging people to ask this question? Yeah. Because if if you're feeling more called to hire a doula that's attended 80 births because you feel safer, then what yeah. are you expecting them to step in and do? Rather than going with someone that's attended five births and has an energy that you align with so much more. Because I say this all the time. When I have initial consultations, I say it all the time, Beth because just like it's very hard okay because I definitely know that in terms of my fee I charge definitely on the higher end of the bracket in this local area yeah me too and we, yeah, yeah yeah unapologetically um but I do and I know that yeah I would do exactly the same okay I would sit there and I would say to somebody so you're offering me this and this person's offering me this. I can't see a difference in what you're offering. But you're charging me £400 more than what this person is. Yeah. Why am I going to pay you £400 more? Uh -huh. And I often have this kind of conversation always at the end of an initial consultation where I'll kind of say to people, have you spoken to anybody else? Yeah. I confidently encourage them to. Yeah, because I have I have that confidence in the universe that they will come back to me if they're meant to be with me, they will come back to me. Yeah. And if they have a money mindset issue themselves or if they have a budget, that's absolutely fine. I respect that. You do you. Um, but I know they're going to come back to me if they're a right fit for me. And I say to them, you cannot put value on this in terms of. If you're going to budget this, then you may get a budget outcome. If you're going to go with someone you feel less connected to yeah. because of the budget, are you truly giving yourself the best head start with this? Absolutely. As if you have someone that you can feel so comfortable to share the deepest, darkest secrets and to really delve in deep with something you feel comfortable for them to ask you the difficult questions yeah. you feel comfortable to challenge them back yeah you have this natural understanding with each other that you can be your 100% true authentic self with them because you leave all of that at the door when you're in birth and if you want somebody there advocating for you and holding your space and truly getting to know you and know what you need at any given moment in your labor, in your birth, in your antenatal, in your postnatal recovery period, that's invaluable. Absolutely. And I love that as you were saying that, I was like, yes, because if you were getting married and you had two wedding <laughs> dresses and you put one on, you were like, I feel amazing, this, I feel so comfortable. And you know, I had another one that was like, yeah, it's all right, it looks pretty similar, but I feel really uncomfortable in it. Which one are you going to go for? Mm -hmm. You're not going to be like, well, you know, that one's more expensive. So I'm actually just going to go with the one that's all right, just because it's a wedding dress and needs a wedding dress. Mm. That's not how, what we do. And it, mm. also speaking of weddings, let's just comment on 
how people are so open to and this isn't like <laughs> you know a thing against anyone but how our society views value in birth mm. versus weddings or parties or you know yeah. cer- cer- I'm gonna say it's not even yes it is a form of a ceremony but in a different way yeah. than essentially what I see a ceremony as um you know people will spend 15 20 30 grand on a wedding day easy will not feel comfortable sending two to three grand on the birth of their baby but actually if it rains on your wedding day mm. you're not going to get ptsd be coerced fear-mongered or potentially have someone completely derail your wedding day and your child's life however mm-hmm. something happens at your birth how is that going to affect you and your baby for the rest of your life? And Literally you for the rest of your life. And how willing are we to invest in it? And we still, people still go, well, I haven't got a budget for um, a doula. And it's like, I would be hiring a doula over buying a pram or a cot mm. or painting my room, the baby's room, or buying nappies or any of that, because that it will just come if it's meant to come. Yeah it's so I've got something can you hear that noise no I've got something like scratching outside my door oh oh <laughs> I must be the person that I've got hidden in the last time so I'm who's trying to get in yeah I don't know <laughs> I blame them now it's freezing outside must be like an animal or something um but yeah, it's so interesting how we view our perception of money mm. in and around birth, also as birth workers. And, you know, I'm not saying it's really easy to then just be like, right, I've been charging 400, right, I'm going to charge two grand. Because are you truly behind that? And can you truly see yourself? Yeah. yeah. You know, really being confident and expressing that to people. And are you feel comfortable holding that? In my experience... I've slowly put my prices up mm. because that's what I felt more com 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 easy for you to say <laughs> um, comfortable and confident with doing is like slowly increasing, mm. so that I could get behind each one. It was like edgy for me each time. Mm. It was like no, I feel comfortable with this. I know that I can charge more for this because the space I'm holding is profound. It's big. And mm. especially if you attend a certain type of birth, you may pray, put your prices differently depending on how that person's choosing to birth. Some people do that. I have one package. I don't, I've only ever attended one hospital birth. And, you know, <laughs> I, the majority of the people I support don't tend to be people that are choosing to birth in a hospital setting. Um, sure. And, you know actually to be fair if people are in the hospital I might even have to try and charge more because of what that impacts me but it's then a, it's, it's a different kind of job, job isn't it yeah it's, I mean like, should yeah. we be charging people more depending on where they birth because then that Great then question. Impacts, it then impacts that person's choice on where they birth which is not shouldn't be anything to do with us yeah. so maybe that's a bit of a, a sticky area but I know that some people do yeah I mean, it's something going back, you you said it kind of a little while back now towards the beginning of the recording, I think, where you said about 
this this mindset that if you charge less you'll be more accessible so more people will come through to you and we spoke about you know but are they your right people okay my birth coach also said to me she did a lot of money mindset work with me and she was like she was so frank she was just like Claire this is shit you're just not charging enough it's a load of rubbish like you really need to pull yourself together and hey that wouldn't work for everybody but it works really well for me I need that um love that in my life and I put my prices up and I did a bit more of a jump than what you're talking of I didn't literally go up to the two grand mark and bang but I did I did a pretty hefty jump because I was doing that I'm a new doula I haven't attended so many births yeah I haven't got so much experience um and you know what I had the biggest rush of jobs come through and inquiries come through that I have ever had. I love that. And it just shows and I was just, when you put it out there, what happens? And she told me I would. And I was like, well, okay then. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay then. Fair news. I did. And I got back on that call a couple of weeks later and I was like, I've put this person, I've had these many inquiries for this, I'm doing this. And I'm like, I just don't know what to do with myself. Incredible. I love that. Because actually as well, you know, like you could have exactly the same coat in front of you. One of them's 50 quid and one of them's 20 quid. You can afford both. And you're desperately looking at the label, trying to figure out why one of them is more expensive than the other. And you can you're going to have a little bit more trust in that coat that costs 50 quid. Because actually, and this goes back to the money mindset thing, because that's got to be 50 quid for a reason, right? That's got to be 50 quid because there's probably a slightly different filling in that, or there's a certain coating on that that's going to make it extra durable or waterproof or this or that or something else. And again, it comes down to that mindset thing. Some people pay a little bit more for a little bit more absolutely they want to know they're investing in it I've also got you know a client that I'm still working with now who contacted me before she was even pregnant (laughs) and she said you are who I want to work with this is this is a far stretch I don't even know what our conception journey may look like but what do you currently charge? I want the full package. I don't even know what it is, but I want the full package of what you offer. What would that currently set me back? Because I want to start putting money aside now. Oh my gosh, I love this. This is amazing. That's dreamy. And then and then she contacted me and I say, you know, I say this quite a lot. I was like, I don't even think the pee could have dried on the stick. <laughs> She's like, I'm pregnant. That's so, so tell good. Me you're already booked. I was like, I don't think people even realise they're pregnant at this point. I think you're fine. <laughs> I was like, it's not actually physically possible for me to be booked yet. You're absolutely fine. That's so good. I love that. Oh my god, she that's really is incredible. It's lush, and she really is my type of person. Yeah. And would I have? And would I have said that? they would have been like what I would consider to be my kind of stereotypical type client because of what I charge no actually probably not 
And that's a th another thing, isn't it? What we perceive our client can afford, the story yeah. that we project onto the people that we want to call in. I hear too many, I hear too many doulas saying, I took this job on, and I, we've all done this, okay. I took this job on and, and they were talking to me about my packages and then they were like, oh, but affordability is low and like, this is a bit tight. Can you tweak this a little bit? Can you lower the price? Of course we can. Like if affordability is low for you and I, you know, we spoke about this sliding scales or accessibility, like there's many, many of us that, that tweak our packages to suit. Absolutely. And then, and then they get into that working role and they see, they see for themselves that actually, no, this wasn't inaccessible for you at all. You were seeing what you could get for your money and you're not valuing my work. But hey, am I truly valuing my work if I'm kind of freely and easily knocking it down like that? These are people, you know, potentially with three or four properties and traveling in and out of London for work, children are, are private schooling, your stereotypical high income family. Now don't get me wrong, in the current climate, of course, everyone's gonna feel this pinch. It doesn't matter whether you're at the, the bottom end of the breadline or kind of higher up, you're gonna, you're gonna feel that pinch and I, I don't knock anyone and also for seeing, you know, what they can get for their money. I think it's really important being very, you know, very sensible with money. But the amount of doulas that have maybe had kind of gut feeling that something isn't quite right and yeah. have agreed to do that and then had that moment of regret as well. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes it happens when... No, I'd love to take on every family, but I also know I'm not the doula for every family at all. Yeah. Some yeah. people would be like, I fucking hate everything that she's got to say. And I'm like, yeah, cool. That's just yeah. Not, I'm just not your person there. As you say, there's a doula for everyone. But there's also like clients that you, or clients or mummies or families that you work with that are more in alignment. And I know that I've mm. had experiences where, you know, especially at the beginning of my journey, worked with families and been like, that money was was not worth like mm. the experiences that were had in and around the birth you know yeah um not that what it didn't support the mom or the birth but you know the circumstances of partners or other family members and being like wow mm. I really knocked my prices down and took that birth on from a place of scarcity and wanting to learn and being a new doula and wanting to attend all the births and learn all the things and no, I'm still in that. I feel like I'm never going to be like, I am now a non-learning doula. Like if I ever get to, oh, point God. Where I get to a bit and feel like I don't learn anything, I feel like that's the last bit I'm going to attend. Oh, and words with myself, like that humbling. Yeah. And I think that's the same in any, in any job anyway. Yeah. And it, just in life, we're always learning. There's always opportunity there for growth. Absolutely. But yeah, I and do. how different does it feel when you're when you're in that position where you're really working with somebody that you're meant to be working with? with? There's nothing like it. It's like you know, I, I still know. speak to mum and dads now. Best I've supported, and like you know, it's like family. 
yeah it doesn't happen with every client obviously but there's some that's like yeah yeah these are my people and it's fucking beautiful to have that and it's so beautiful and but you know not every experience of families will be like that unfortunately um but imagine the oxytocin high after each birth I don't think it's to be sustainable if every (laughs) birth you went to was like this which every birth obviously is profound and incredible but if every birth you attend and family supported you felt like this family 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 this family connection to you know that was like this client like they were just ideal like from the moment they contacted me and were like I don't care what you cost. I just need to start putting the money back. Like we haven't got it there just to grab straight away, but we know we want you. And then from the first antenatal session and we sat there and they just bared all. They literally like, they just told me everything. It was just a get to know you session. And it ended up being this. And I walked out and I was like, this is such a good job. I love that. I don't want them to hear this and think that I never would have charged them. But honestly, that's the type of job that even if you didn't charge any money for it, you'd be going, this is incredible. I'm <laughs> yes. loving this. Like, yeah. This isn't even a job. This is just so much fun. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, it's such a shame when I hear lots of new doulas come in and saying, well, I've got to attend births for free. I've never been to a birth before. Mm. And, you know, I'm... I don't know how I'm going to make money. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to have a job and go on call. It's not really that possible, depending on your job. A lot of jobs aren't supportive of that. Um, That's really hard, isn't it? Really That's super hard. hard. And like, I remember business off the back of that is, yeah. you know, it's so difficult if that's the story that you're holding and have been given by elder mm. doulas. Mm. You know? And, and it's also in that. It's what in, it's what's ingrained in us as well, though, Beck. Because I know we were touching on this before you press record, and you were like, "No, hold that." Yeah. <laughs> it feels like feels like a very relevant time to do it. It's what's ingrained in us. So, from a really early working age, if you're trying to progress yourself in a role, certainly in our society, in our culture, we're not just given a promotion because someone identifies that we're going to be really good at that role. Often, what happens is we're told that we have to work in that role for free. We have to step up and do that role for so long on the role we're currently at in the wage that we're currently earning to prove our worth until that point that then we get that promotion and we get that pay rise. We regularly, how many people can honestly truly say that they work their contracted hours in a week? And honestly, like, you know, they check in at the time they're due to check in, they check out at the time they're due to check out. Yeah. It doesn't happen. And it's become such a regular thing for us that it's this, you know, it's it's just ingrained in us, as as is a lot in this environment that we talk about, you know, the white coat syndrome, trusting that those professionals are going to tell us all the accurate and valuable and right information based on evidence-based research, based on what we know about physiological birth, because we have been birthing babies for thousands of years and we know what we are doing because our bodies are born to do it. Yeah. But yet all this other stuff comes in, all this other extra, 
you know, very, very subtle, very subtle little nods to stuff. It's, it's like our blueprint of money, isn't it? Just like we all hold a blueprint of birth and our own stories and upbringings in and around money and like the hustle, you know, the patriarchal society mm. we live in, which is a hustle mindset, work harder, get paid more. Get more money. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's toxic. It's mm. toxic and it's a very scarce mindset to be in, I guess, which, you know we all go through at some point I know I'm go in and out of it all the time and for sure yeah it's really interesting to look at it from like on a bigger scale kind of zoom out mm -hmm. a little bit and be like okay so money's taboo sex is taboo birth is taboo death is taboo and what are these are the four things that we can be like liberated in ourselves in and around and we're all told that we're not allowed to talk about them we shouldn't talk about them it's rude to or you know it's taboo yeah. and it's, it's the big stuff isn't it yeah and that just flags to me I'm like well it must be mean that it's amazing and it's easy and <laughs> it's all of this stuff there's three, there's three mental health in there as well please yes absolutely <laughs> in there as well absolutely it's um yeah it's a very interesting one and I feel like there's also this element of like the heat the um, wounded healer of you know mm. anyone that's doing any type of healing work should do it for free yeah that's a that's yeah. a valid point because I think I don't know I don't know if we've had the conversation about how you've ended up becoming a doula mm. I I came into this because of my own personal experience of mm -hmm. pregnancy birth and the kind of postnatal days and I I make no secret of telling people that I had a really hard time and my perinatal mental health was horrendous mm. it was bad it got about as dark as it could get no let's not be vague about it it got as dark as it could get mm. and so the reason I came into this was through my own experience doing my own research and wanting to help others, wanting to desperately try and help as many people as possible avoid the same experiences as I had, mm. or if they can't avoid them, make them easier, help them see that little glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel that they may not be able to see themselves. Yeah. But with that comes this feeling of, should I be charging for this though because we know we all feel that this should just be accessible yeah this should just be available how is it not yeah but unfortunately it's not and we are in a situation where as you said before we need to be comfortable and able to provide for ourselves before we can provide for others yeah because in being able to do that we can then support those that don't have access to mm -hmm. paying. they truly don't have access to you know having that monetary exchange and yeah yeah it's such a massive thing and I wish it was spoken about more in the doula world because it's definitely a story in the birth world that you can't make money as a doula or a birth worker 
and that you actually you shouldn't and it's bad and it's a shame if you are making money off women birthing mm. or you know, it's not like we're making money off people birthing but we're getting paid to do what we love to do and mm. yeah I think it's really it's a really important conversation to have so thank you for coming on the chatting with me mm-hmm. thank you for having me yeah it's so good I feel like we could speak about the hours gone and hours gone from so quick hasn't it I was get, I was gonna say that I like I could literally speak for for hours about it but then we could speak for hours about anything I think <laughs> this is true <laughs> very true yeah, we'll leave it there for today but do you have any words of wisdom for new doulas oh. say any doulas that are listening that aren't charging what they believe you know that they're, they're charging less than what is help supporting them to live and pay bills and all of this Mm. stuff my favorite at the moment is like you do you trust in yourself hold that power and trust in that yeah if you know that where you're at isn't where you need to be then make it happen because only you can do that and you're the only person that can make that change and actually I'm going to go as far as to say and then drop me a message and tell me that it's made a difference because it will I'm that confident it will what you give out will come back such I'm so glad you didn't have this conversation (laughs) sorry stepping through that fear barrier and doing it isn't it definitely what's you did you yeah, no, um, I, do you know what? It threw me off, but it's fine. Because it's probably just something I've already said. <laughs> yeah, dive in, trust it, give it a go. You won't regret it, you won't. And you'll feel like every time you're getting up in the middle of the night and you're getting those calls. Because let's face it, birth generally happens at night. So you will be getting those calls or at least those messages when you're remotely sub- supporting through the night and you know you're about to face a few hours of birth absolutely it's going to feel that little bit more valuable and that little bit more precious because it's going to be with those people yes that are your people knowing your worth or yeah the value of what you're offering because I do feel like what in whatever work you're doing if you're not feeling like you're being valued then even if it's your soul calling, you can end up feeling resentment towards it. And if it's your soul And you're never going to give it your true self. Exactly. And if it's your soul calling, it's, you don't want to be feeling resentment towards it. Or to God, no. you're supporting. So, yeah, support yourself first. And mm. let's know what you think. If you have any, want to speak to any of this, if this is, maybe it's even triggered some people. Money triggers people. That's okay. Like, yeah please feel free to share with me mm. um or Claire if she's open to receiving as well like anything that's totally around this or anything your experience of money as a doula or a birth keeper or as a mama wanting to invest in your birth or not and yeah we'd love to hear from you and hear what's actually out there happening for other doulas as well definitely yeah and Claire thank you so much can you please tell everyone where they can find you and also anything about your services or anything that's happening for you at the moment that you might want to share oh thank you um so (laughs) I know my business name isn't fantastic for people to remember hopefully Beck will add it into the uh to the podcast 
info. Um, but I'm Malama Mama. You can find me over on Instagram, Facebook, and my website. So Instagram and Facebook at Malama Mama UK. You can find me there. I'm a continuum doula. I offer antenatal birth and postnatal support in a continuum package. I also offer trauma recovery work in the way of three-step rewind um, and breastfeeding support. And that can all be done remotely or in person. Um, and at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm pairing things back and I'm just, re I'm really enjoying just connecting back in with what I came to do. I think you can sometimes get a bit caught up in trying to do the next big thing. Yeah. And actually I'm, I'm finding right now that I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm full. I've got a couple of bursts coming up at the end of the year and um, that feels really good. I've got a lovely postnatal client that I'm working with. Um, an awful lot of the moment so I'm full at the moment but hey if you want to work with me again <laughs> if anyone wants to work with me out there then I'm available from March for for a birth um, and hey I'm always available for a little bit of remote support as well beautiful thank you so much I will yeah put Claire's details in the show notes if anyone is interested and yeah thank you for coming on Claire and we'll speak to you all soon thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Way of the Womb podcast. If this episode resonated with you and if you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share this on your social media. Tag me at Beck Wallace Birthkeeper and drop me a message. Let me know how you found it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review. It just helps other people to find the podcast so that we can build community and gather together. Thanks so much. Sending all the love.